Hello and welcome to Christmas Movies Spotlight Season 2, Episode 2. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I am here with my wonderful friend, colleague, and co-host, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hello, Dawn. Are you honored to still speak with me? <laughs> yes, I was just about to say it is an honor to speak with you and be on air with you again this week. Um, always, always an honor, just to clarify. But uh, how are you? How's your I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, well, you know what? I'm doing great. Um, you know, now Hallmark Channel has officially kicked off Countdown to Christmas. Miracles of Christmas has started on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I am so jazzed. Um, have you been glued to the TV for the last week? Um, need you really ask that? <laughs> <laughs> Considering hence the show of what we are. <laughs> well, and, and that's a great lead-in to, to what we are about. We want to thank everyone for joining us this evening. And uh, if you're brand new to our program, we are so glad to have you here and hope that um, this won't be your only visit. <laughs> we'll try not to bore you to death. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah. if you are new, hey, well, you know, you just never know. You just never know. Um, but if you are new to our show, we want to let you know what we are and what we do. We are a weekly podcast, and we bring to you each and every week all the latest movies and music across all the networks and um, and all the new Christmas music releases that are coming out um, for that given week. And so we won't bombard you all at once, but we have a lot of fun things um, that we will do each and every week. And if you joined us last week... Um, if you were a first-time listener last week, congratulations. Thank you for joining us and coming back. <laughs> we're glad that you made it back with us, and um, and we're glad to have you here. And if you are one of our regular listeners, we are always honored and glad to have you with us as well. Now, coming up on this week's program, uh, we are going to be reviewing two Hallmark Channel movies. We've got a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Christmas movie that we'll be telling you about. Up TV has started airing their Christmas movies, and they've got one original movie that we'll be talking about. We have a theatrical premiere that we'll be sharing with you and a Netflix premiere. All these movies are dropping this week, folks, so it's it's going to be a lot to pack in over the next little bit of time that we have with you. And um, But not only that, but we're going to give, give you a rundown of all the brand-new Christmas music that's released or releasing on November 2nd. And we're bringing to you ah, two very exciting interviews, one with Jesse Schramm and Terrell Rothery. And uh, if you don't know who they are, oh, my gosh, where have you been? No, they are both starring uh, in. Yeah. The, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, no, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I, know, I know. If you've ever watched Tom Mark Channel, you've seen either or. And now you're going to get to see both of them coming up uh, real soon in Road to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. So we'll be bringing you information about that and those interviews a little bit later in the program. And, of course, we'll be bringing you our fun stuff that we'll do throughout the show, our trivia, our trolling for tweets, our wacky news, and much more. So we are just so excited to get get started this week and to have you all here with us. Are you ready to roll, Pam? Are you excited? I am ready to roll, and I am excited, but I have to put a little thing out there for our listeners. Now, if you follow our Christmas Movie Spotlight page on Facebook, I'd like to hear from some of you about spelling of a word. 
Dawn always spells premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R. I always spell it P-R-E-M-I-E-R-E. How do you spell it? <laughs> oh, my God. I know that's a, crazy, that's a crazy question, but every time she gives me something with that word on it, i got to fix it and put an E because it doesn't look like it's spelled right to me, and I know you can spell it both ways. <laughs> Are we really doing tomato, tomato here? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I am just really okay. Well, I guess either way could be correct. You know, folks, what it really boils down to is is what part of the country you live in. I guess if you live in uh, Pam's part of the country, there's an E on the end. If you live in my part of the country, in the deep south, where where we take shortcuts, like we, you know, at every chance, we leave the E off. So. <laughs> anyway, I'm kind of guessing maybe that's what it is. Who knows? But um, you know, let me tell you, folks. If this is your first time joining us, uh, you will you will hear all kinds of banter like this throughout the the whole holiday season as you tune into our show. Um, Pam and I, we live in two different parts of the country. I'm in the south; she's up north, and um, and we are about as different as night and day. Yet we. We are always in each other's heads in terms of thinking when it comes to the show uh, and finish each other's sentences. I guess that's the great hallmark, no pun intended, of a good friendship, yeah. a great friendship. <laughs> but nonetheless, we have a lot of fun. And so banter is, is very much allowed on this show, and, and it is going to be a norm. <laughs> So you know. Right. And though we tease each other to death, and especially me to Dawn, just know that we love each other dearly. <laughs> we really do. We really do. Well, um, I have to kind of kick things off this week by, um, oh, my gosh, the, I think Christmas has now officially started. It's like it's in full swing. I mean, even if for no other reason, if you're watching Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, then you know it is in full swing by all counts. And um, and so uh, we want to, first off, I want to just thank all the listeners who were here last week. We had a great kickoff to our first show, and we're so glad to have so many of you back this week. Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of want to piggyback, if you tuned in last week, then you know we were talking about Christmas trees and that Amazon now, if you, you know, if you so choose, you can order a Christmas tree from Amazon and they'll deliver it to your front doorstep. I mean, it's really kind of cool. But um, but I want to know, Pam, have you ordered the Amazon Christmas tree yet? No, um, we don't do real trees anymore. We used to do it when the kids were young. Um like for a couple years in a row we did it. But then we went to the artificial trees because they're so amazing these days that you seriously can't tell 99% of the time if it's fake or real unless you're right up on it touching it. So uh, it makes it a lot easier, especially when you get older. You don't want to deal with some things sometimes and clean up and whatever. These artificial trees, you can pull them off in three pieces and throw them in the bag and put them in the attic and and then pull it out next year and do the whole thing over again. So I know. You know. I know. It now and everything is just so convenient and so easy. I mean, you just pop them together and when you're done, it's. I mean, the, the most time-consuming thing about it is, is decorating it, putting the 
Um, but I have to, if you tuned in last year, then we had, Pam and I had a conversation because up until last year, Pam did not have a full-size tree. Let's just put it that way. She had a tabletop tree, and, um, yes. and she <laughs> bought a tree. And I was just so amazed because we are talking about the queen of Bahumba here. I mean, she could be related <laughs> to Scrooge. I mean, when I first met Pam, it was like, oh, boy, here we go. But um, she's come a long <laughs> way, folks, by the way. But uh, but anyway, she did get a tree last year. I was so proud of her. She sent me pictures of it, so there was proof that yes, she did really buy a tree. And um, <laughs> and so I just have to ask you. I mean, this will be year number two with the new tree. When do you plan to put your tree up? Well, that picture that I sent you is actually my tabletop tree. I just expanded it and sent it to you. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I was going to say, well, that was a great Photoshop, folks. (laughs) Oh, no. It was a full-size tree. (laughs) But, no, I'm unlike Dawn, who probably has her tree up from, uh, you know, July, when you do Christmas in July, I do not put my tree up until... (laughs) <laughs> Until uh, well, usually after Thanksgiving. I mean, we just we really just don't put it up that early. Well, just so you know, I do not put my tree up in July, um, but I do. <laughs> I do, although I know there are people out there who do, and kudos to you if you do. Um, but I do try to get mine up about the week before Thanksgiving, weekend before. Um, sometimes, last year it was on Thanksgiving weekend, which was a departure from years previous, um, where there was so much going on Thanksgiving weekend. I just put up the weekend before just so it would get done. And then it was kind of mm-hmm. nice having it up on Thanksgiving. But, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, but I will probably shoot for around the same time this year as well. So there's uh, just so much else going on, you know. If I could get it up earlier, mm-hmm. I would. But one year I tried to do a year-round tree, and I would change out, you know, like whatever seasonal holiday it was. And after about the fourth or fifth month, I was like, i got to get this down. <laughs> you know, we were running into summer. It was like, no, 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 this has got to go away. So I took it down. <laughs> But, um, well, there you go. Dawn is not 100% tree crazy. She did take it down, and, and now it's just up for Christmas when it belongs up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to have an intervention staged or anything like that, although I do love Christmas. <laughs> I get to the spirit way before Pam ever thinks about it. So, you know, uh, but, yeah, that's kind of a given with the tree. Um, so, anyway, well, I'm glad to hear that you're going to have the tree up again this year. I, I mean, and it's a gorgeous tree, by the way. Um you did good Thank to you. have bought a tree. You Thank really you. did good. So, um, so what? Uh, so, guys, just know that if if you're in a pinch for a live tree, you can always order from Amazon. You know, and uh, so go. anyway, well, um, um, that's what I was gonna say. I've lost my train of thought. Can you imagine me being at a loss for words? What in the world? No, never, <laughs> never. Let's, let's let's give Don one second to think about that. And hi, this is Ruth Hill, and you're listening to Pam and Don. Ah, there, there you, you go. go. That was thank you, so Ruth. She saved the day. <laughs> she saved the day. Um, well, you know, I've got a, a on every show. I'm trying to throw in a little bit of trivia this year, Christmas related, of course. And uh, so, Pam. I want to ask you, what do you think the first song about Santa Claus was? 
the first song? Yeah, the very first song. Uh, Santa Claus. I can't. I can't even imagine. I'm probably. I I really honestly can't think of anything. Um, maybe the one where he's stuck in the chimney. I don't know where he comes down the chimney. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have an answer for you, by the way. The first Christmas song to mention Santa Claus was Benjamin Hanby's Up on the Housetop, written in 1864. Hanby was inspired by Clement Moore's 1823 poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. So there you have it, folks. And from there, we we got all kinds of songs about Santa Claus, you know. so, uh, and a visit from St. Nicholas, I guess, would be AKA translated, you know, Twas the Night Before Christmas. So, um, and which kind of was a trivia inside of trivia because that means Clement Moore is the one that wrote that poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. So, which was later renamed Twas the Night Before Christmas. So, there you have it. There's your Christmas trivia for this week, folks. <laughs> Did Yay. you know that? Yes, but I'm now. I don't know, I know what now. I would have guessed. <laughs> I know, but I probably would have guessed, you know, if, if you had asked me instead, I would have said, oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. I mean, that was just kind of the first thing that popped in my head when you think about, you know, the first song being written about Santa Claus. So um, so now, now we yeah, know. Yeah, I was trying now. to think, I'm trying to think of what the name of that song is. It's, the, you know, the words are like, up on the rooftop, click, 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 down the chimney, you know, comes old St. Nick. Okay. Let me read this to you again. The first Christmas song to mention Santa Claus was Benjamin Hanby's Up Is on that the it? <laughs> Yeah, Up on oh the Oh, my house God. Top. So I had it right, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> you said Up on the Rooftop or something, but that was very close. So, um, so yeah. Oh, my so. gosh. <laughs> she cheated, folks. She, looked, she Googled it while I was asking the question. <laughs> Uh, oh no, my gosh! No, I was thinking of the words, and I just couldn't think of the title. That's all. <laughs> well, about this beforehand, she didn't know what trivia question I was going to throw at her. So you know, it's. Um, but well, let me tell you. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but online, uh, believe it or not, popping up in news feeds about Christmas, there's some wacky news that's kind of been popping up, which I think is kind of odd, um, you know, for it to be Christmas time. But there is uh, now a candy made from comfort food. And so, Pam, I got to ask you, if comfort food were a candy, what would you think it would be? Well, you've totally stumped me on that one. I mean, I can't even imagine eating any of my comfort food as a candy. It just doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? It's kind of of short and disgusting, too, when you think about it. You know, when you think about candy being sweet, comfort food is just comforting. I don't know. Somehow the two just doesn't go together. Well, Mm -mm. did you know? Did you know that Mac and Cheese flavored candy can candy canes now exist and people are not having it? <laughs> I mean, seriously, really? Uh, if you could see my face right now, you'd know my answer to that. I mean, what in the world <laughs> well, would give them yeah. the idea uh, to do that? Well, again, the segment is Wacky Christmas News. Let me just say that again. But we all know that peppermint candy canes are a staple during the holiday season. But imagine 
waking up, I can't imagine, by the way, on Christmas morning only to find macaroni and cheese. This sounds so funny to even say it. Macaroni and cheese flavored candy canes hung from the chimney with care and peeking out of stockings. Kids would toss those stockings out the window. So, no, this isn't a nightmare, though. These orange-tinted, cheese-flavored candy canes are real, and the Internet is not happy about their existence. So a guy by the name of Archie McPhee, he owns a Seattle-based store known for its wild and wacky products, is marketing mac and cheese candy canes for the 2018 holiday season. Described as having insane or instant mac and cheese flavor, the cheesy candy canes come six to a box for just $5.95. So Pam, I got to ask, are you going to run right out and buy these? Mm, no, and anybody that comes to my house with them, I'm keeping the door closed. Thank you. <laughs> I know it's like for real. Like, what in the world? Who? I mean, who comes up with this stuff? And why would anybody think that mac and cheese flavored candy canes would be a go? I mean, if nothing else, they're a talking point. But to even think about trying to eat them, I would, I mean, I would feel like I was cheating on macaroni and cheese, for real. <laughs> you know. Well, listen, just, I, listen, you know I'm from Chicago, right? Right, right. And you know Wisconsin is very close to me. Yeah. And so we are pretty much like within the cheese capital of the world. And I yeah. love cheese. I love cheese on probably 90% of my food. But to put it in a candy cane, no, thank you. No, no, I just can't even. I just can't even. There's just nothing else to say about it. I just can't even. Well, moving from one wacky story to another, um, do you by chance, you and your family ever have an advent calendar um, as part of your Christmas tradition? We've never done it on my end of the world, but um, but I know a lot of people do. Do you do that, you and your family? We used to do that when the kids were little. And I grew okay. up doing it, too. Yeah, it's something that, you know, in my family, we never had an Advent calendar. Um, so sue me, folks. <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't um, – I never had an Advent calendar, so we never grew up with that. And, um, you know, and for what reason, I have no idea. But for Advent calendar lovers out there – there is now going to be, for 2018, speaking of cheese, a cheese advent calendar, and it's coming to a Target store near you very soon. And to celebrate the upcoming holiday season, Target will be selling, drumroll please, a cheese advent calendar. And as if that news alone wasn't incredible enough, we're delighted to inform you that it's only going to cost 20 bucks. And this gloriously cheesy creation is the brainchild of Annam Hobson, the British blogger behind So Wrong, It's Nom. Last year, her cheese advent calendar went wildly viral, but it was only sold in stores in the UK, much to the chagrin of cheddar addicts on the other side of the pond. Due to the calendar's popularity and a high demand of requests from around the globe, Annam worked with Norsland, a cheese manufacturer in England, to bring it stateside. So I have to ask you, Pam, um... Mac and cheese candy canes or cheese advent calendars? <laughs> cheese advent calendars, hands down, as long as they don't put so, any of the stinky cheese in there. I know. I but know. I'm, I, 
I'm wondering how it's going to stay fresh. I mean, because those yeah. advent calendars are like, what, 25 days, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So you got that hanging on your wall with 25 days worth of cheese, and um, I don't know about that. Well, you know, cheese ages. They have to age cheese, right? Like, I, I remember Hickory Farms growing up. You could go to the little kiosk or the store in the mall, and they would have the cheese, you know, the cheese logs and the balls and all that stuff sitting around, and it was not refrigerated. So maybe the packaging is going to be similar to that. I don't know. But I'm with you on that. Uh, like, uh, yeah. I get my cheese and I put it in the fridge right away. So I, I'm not so sure. But I, I would I would have to see what it looks like, how it's packaged and stuff like that, before i say definitely I would get one. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Well, um, moving from that, I know everyone's either really hungry right now or they've lost their appetite, so we're going to move right along. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get off the cheese train right now, and we're going to give you the new Christmas music releases. Thank you, Don. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out on November 2nd is Paul Cardell. And his album is called Christmas. Jim Henson with Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Well, that sounds interesting. The Mavericks, Hey, Merry Christmas. David Archuleta, Winter is in the Air. Rodney Crowell, Christmas Everywhere. The McGuire Sisters, Seasons Greetings from the McGuire Sisters. Lauren Daigle, Behold the Luck. So I'm assuming that with the deluxe, there must have been one before that, right, Dawn? Yes, yes, that's correct. And she's got several new songs added to this project. And if you heard the first project um, out there, then you know it was a great one. And this one will be no exception. It will be, um, I can't wait. Um, So looking forward, I mean, these are, and Jim Henson, by the way, the Emmett Otters Jug Band Christmas, that's kind of a offshoot of the Muppets. I don't know if you ever saw any of the Emmett Otters, um, you know, different animation like the Muppets that Jim Henson put out, but um, but who knew there was a Jug Band Christmas album coming from Emmett Otters Jug Band. <laughs> so, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, That's I, actually, I actually never heard of it. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I would definitely check that out so that way, you know, possibly that would be something that my uh, G-sons would listen to. Absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we'll come back, we'll be right back with more. My family loves a great Hallmark Christmas movie, and there are two different channels with holiday movies all season long. For inspiring movie miracles, we turn on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. For festive romantic comedies, we watch Hallmark Channel. Uplifting stories, the miracles of Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Holiday romance, countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. Hallmark, America's number one Christmas destination. Ooh, well, that brings us to our next segment. And Hallmark Channel, as I said at the top of the show, Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they have officially kicked off the Countdown to Christmas Miracles 
to Christmas season as of October 26th. And Pam and I are already in the throes of watching the movies. And uh, and I tell you, Christmas at Pemberley Manor was the first movie to air on the Hallmark Channel, and I absolutely loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. It was wonderful. And so now, coming up over the next week... They're going to start bringing it on with even more movies. And uh, Pam, what's the um, what's the first movie that they're going to have for us next week? Oh, the first movie on the Hallmark Channel is going to be Christmas Joy, and that'll be on Saturday, November third at eight Eastern, seven Central, starring Danielle Panabaker and Matt Long. And the story goes: Joy Holbrook, played by Danielle is a keenly intelligent market researcher with an eye on her company's top account and garnering a sweet promotion just in time for the holidays. Just as Joy is capturing the attention of the account CEO, she receives a call from her Aunt Ruby's best friend back home in Crystal Falls, North Carolina. Hey, Dawn, I wonder if she lives near you. <laughs> well, you know, um, who knows? I, I, I'll never tell. <laughs> Well, Ruby has broken her ankle and needs surgery Though the timing couldn't be worse Joy immediately comes to her aunt's bedside Only to be reunited with her former crush Now hospital administrator Ben Andrews Played by Matt Long Son of Ruby's best friend Shirley Joy also must navigate Ruby's stubborn determination To be in control of everything Including the town's legendary annual cookie crawl A walking home tour where owners display holiday decorations And treat each other to Christmas cookies All while vying to win the prized Golden Wreath Award To keep Ruby focused on healing Joy volunteers to take her aunt's place As chair of the cookie crawl Much to the amusement of Ben who knows Joy has no idea of the Herculean task task before her. Though Joy initially refuses Ben's attempts to co-captain, she begins to soften and let him in, all the while remembering that there truly is no place like home for the holidays. And this is based on the best-selling novel by Nancy Nagel. And we're going to give you a little preview of that. Tis the season for joy. And with a million reasons to head home for Christmas, only one. Joy? Ben? Long time no see. May keep her from ever leaving. You again. Oh, stop. Crystal Falls has a Christmas cookie crawl and a gingerbread contest? Yep. An all-new original holiday movie premiere. I've had more fun today than I've had in longer than I can remember. Christmas Joy. Premiering this holiday season, part of Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. Ooh, that's going to be so good. Um, And I'm partial because the setting is in North Carolina. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And for those of you who are new to our show, I'm based in North Carolina. And also a little trivia fact for you, Nancy Nagel, who wrote Christmas Joy, she is also a North Carolina resident as well. So um, I have a feeling that's how the setting got placed in North Carolina. But uh, go and (laughs) see. Home of the Tar Heels, um, or Home of the Duke Blue Devils, whichever one you pull for. But uh, but nonetheless, this sounds like a really great movie, Pam. Yeah, and seeing the preview of it, the video, and mm-hmm. the preview on Hallmark, I mean, they make such a cute couple, so this is going to be really good. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we have an exclusive clip with Daniel Panabaker and Matt Long behind the scenes of Christmas Joy. Hey, guys. I'm Danielle Panabaker. And I'm Matt Long. And you're here on the set of our all-new Countdown to Christmas Hallmark movie. Come take a look. And background action. The movie is about a young woman who works in D.C., and she gets a phone call that her aunt has been hurt, so she goes home to take care of her aunt, and when her aunt goes into the rehab center, she's not around to take care of her Christmas cookie crawl. So Joy decides to help her out. When you get home, you won't miss a thing. Honey, it is so much work. Oh, don't worry about it. The Christmas cookie crawl is a competition where these people participate, and they decorate their houses, and then they bake Christmas cookies, and then it ends the big competition. And I am her aunt's um, partner in the Christmas cookie crawl, so we end up working together. 20 dozen sugars, 14 dozen thumbprints, 10 dozen shortbread, 4 dozen lemon bars, 40 dozen chocolate chip, regular aunt chocolate chocolate, 30 dozen brownies, with and without nuts. Oh. So, and that's just what we did last year. Tonight is the cookie crawl. This is sort of the culmination of the whole movie. We've been working towards days and days and days of cookie prep and baking and I think there's 2,000 cookies in this movie. Seriously, isn't there? I mean, over 2,000. I didn't do that. We For a Christmas movie, you need snow. Yeah. And we have lots of snow. Christmas trees. Christmas cookies. Christmas decorations. Hopefully, there'll be Christmas carols. Do we sing? <laughs> I don't. I know, I don't. But, I but I'm, somebody's going to be singing somewhere. is so passionate about all of their Christmas movies and they give a lot of care to them and it's exciting to be a part of. My mom is so excited. <laughs> my aunt is so excited. My, my mother-in-law is, is so excited. excited. And that's great. We're having so much fun together. Hopefully that's yeah. what people and that's will what love. I think it'll, I hope that it comes off on screen, honestly. Yeah. Because we're really having a ball. <laughs> we? we are, yes. yeah. Good. Thanks for stopping by the set of our all-new original Christmas movie, Christmas Joy, coming this season on Hallmark Channel. Uh, That makes me just want to watch it all the more. Can't wait. And by the way, I really want to go to a cookie crawl, like or whatever it's called, Christmas crawl, cookie crawl, Um, cookie crawl. I think that would be the funnest thing in the world to do during the holiday season. Yeah, we'd have to do a lot of dieting before that. <laughs> yeah, and you know when they were when in the clip there on location they were reeling off, you know, um Matt was reeling off all the the various cookies and the number amounts of cookies. I will tell you that some years back I decided one holiday season I was going to make cakes and cookies and the whole nine yards and I got an order for like 20 dozen brownies and 20 dozen chocolate chip cookies, homemade, toll house style. And um and I, I was up at 6 a.m. that morning and did not finish till 7 p.m. that night on the brownies and cookies. That was an undertaking. Um, it was an all-day thing, and needless to say, I was beyond exhausted. So when he's reeling off all this stuff, I'm thinking, how in the world? I just don't know. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, yeah, that would be incredibly fun. I, I love to eat cookies, and I love cookies, and Christmas time is just a, a good time for baking and making all kinds of you doing cookie exchanges and things, but a cookie crawl would indeed be a fun thing to do. I'm going to have to see if there are any in North Carolina, by the way. Well, you know, and I want to mention something before you go on to review the next movie. Mm-hmm. If you go to take2radio.com, that's with the number two, or if you go to christmasmoviespotlight.com, 
either or. We have recipes on there for baking for the holidays. Mm -hmm. So go check those out and try something new. Or if you have one that you normally do and you see a different type of recipe, try it. You never know. You might like it. Yeah, I'm going to try some of those. Um, You know, when we were building all those pages, I was hungry. I was like, I want some of these cookies. I want to try them, you know. But you're right. we got to get on the diet if we're going to eat all those cookies. Well, moving along, the next movie that you will get to see on Sunday, November 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, is Road to Christmas. And it stars Jesse Schramm. Chad, Chad, Michael Murray, and Terrell Rothery. And uh, the plot line goes as follows. Los Angeles television producer Maggie Baker, played by Jesse Schramm, unwittingly falls for Danny Wise, who is played by Chad Michael Murray, the son and former producer of his mother's, uh, played by Terrell Rothery, popular annual Christmas special, Julia Wise Lifestyle. When Maggie's secret plan to reunite Danny and his two brothers with Julia during the live broadcast in Vermont goes awry, Maggie is reminded that above all, it is the love for family and friends that makes the merriest of Christmas. And I have to tell you, this is probably one of the movies I'm looking forward to the most this holiday season because the storyline... you know, of course, there'll be a happy ending, as all Hallmark movies are famous for. But, man, just seeing the previews and hearing the talk about it, it really, I feel like it's going to be, like, it's going to take you deep into the vessels of your heart, you know, and pull at your heartstrings from places that you didn't realize you had heartstrings kind of thing. Um, I think it's going to be a great movie. Even for me? <laughs> Even for you, the ones I didn't know I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, look. I think we'll all be taken by surprise in that way, uh, based on what we've seen so far. Well, we have an exclusive clip with Jesse Schramm and Chad Michael Murray behind the scenes of Road to Christmas. Go behind the scenes with the cast and crew of Hallmark Channel's all-new original movie, Road to Christmas. My name is Jesse Schramm, and I play Maggie Baker. My name is Chad Murray. I will be playing Danny. This is my son, Danny Wise. Maggie is a producer. She's been handling the responsibilities of Julie Wise's Christmas special. Her whole goal in taking Julie Wise's show this year is to make it live. We're doing the whole show live. And due to fear of changing the format too much, Danny's come back in to bring in the traditional elements. He's coming in to help her, but really you can't help but feel replaced. I do not see that we have another choice. Well, then, this is what we're doing. Then let's let's make it great. Right off the bat, he wants to do everything recorded. She wants to do everything live. She's not always necessarily right. So right away, they are stuck together and at a bit of um, a crossroads. A cross-country Christmas. These pre-recorded segments should be about unique, interesting places that are doing cool Christmas things. Let's look into it. And I think what they find is the mesh of the two of them, both of their ideals come together and make for something beautiful. You don't give up easily, do you? Collaboration doesn't need to be scary. Okay, the sooner you choose to trust me, the more you'll find I'm actually kind of fun to work with. She also gets this idea of Julia is her beloved boss. She wants to do something really awesome for her and figures that it would do great for the show to maybe collect all of her sons along the way and bring them to her. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hi, excuse me. I was wondering if you could help me find... Eric? Jenny? What are you doing here? I have no idea. (laughs) So you're Derek Wise. 
and they are Julia Wise's adopted sons. Your brothers and I have been on quite the adventure so far. And action. I think the heart of this film ultimately is about family. To get your family together. Here's to the light in each and every one of us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. It isn't just the love story. It's the, we have a family, and we have a road trip, and we have experiences that we're bringing together for a collective good, and along the way, love happens. I love it. No, it's festive. We make a good team. Road to Christmas premieres this holiday season on Hallmark Channel. And there you have it. Oh, my gosh. That preview right there, it was pulling in my heartstrings the first time I saw it. And uh, yeah. and I know the movie is just going to be, uh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And with the cast like that, you can't go wrong, for sure. Exactly. And, you know, I absolutely adore Chad Michael Murray. I mean, we've seen him grow up pretty much on screen. Mm-hmm. And he's just an amazing actor. And needless to say, a great piece of eye candy. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, I hope this is the start of something big for him at Hallmark because yes. um, I would love to see more of him in Hallmark movies moving forward. He's a perfect fit, and, of course, he's got the look. Yes. Um, so he fits that mm-hmm. way as well. But, uh, yeah, so we are, we're excited. And um, in a few moments, we're going to bring you an interview. We had the chance to chat with Jessie Schramm recently about this movie and her career. And also, coming up a little bit later in our show, we will be bringing you an interview with Terrell Rothery. And uh, so you definitely want to stick around for that. But, um, Pam, I tell you – I had such a blast talking with Jessie when we had that opportunity. Uh, she was just such a delight um, and was so gracious um, when we had that chance. She was so much fun. You could hear the excitement in her voice for her movies coming up and just talking about her career and, and all the different things that she did. But let's not give too much away and let them listen to it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're ready, here is Jesse Schram. Thank you. And thank you again for taking the time to join us today. We know how busy you are, and we appreciate that you're able to call in and speak with us. Oh, thank you. I'm excited you guys wanted to speak. Of course. (laughs) Well, we always like to start out asking who or what inspired you to become an actress because we always get such interesting answers. Oh, you know what? I wish I had, like, such a solid answer for that. But I would say, like, it goes back to my sister and I use commercials and, like, do little SNL skits when we were super young on our VHS recorder. And we would always do our own commercials and make our own TV shows and one day I looked at my mom and I'm like, Mom, I want to be on the real TV. So I feel like from from a young age I had always been a performer and loved, like, the excitement of creating and making things. And, you know, my sister always cast me in our backyard plays. But I also did, I had um, a great grandpa that I found out later was a silent movie actor. And when I say that, I think he only did, like, one scene of a silent movie and had a stage name and everything. But whenever I would go uh-huh. visit him, he would always he would always love when I would just, like, sing him songs from the school books and any time that I had something going on he was the one that you know 
showed me how to make an entrance through the front door. He made he made acting and performing and like you know pretending to be someone really fun. So I would say my great grandpa and just like that natural inkling to perform. Well, despite the fact that this is something you've wanted to do, you know, practically your whole life, had you not pursued acting as a career, what would you be doing instead? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, I love I love music. So singing, uh, playing guitar, for for a long time I wanted to be a speech pathologist. So I'd probably go something oh. in like the medical field there. Fixing, you know, like if someone had had a stroke or something, teaching them how to talk again or something really in the felt of like healthcare or helping. Oh, that's great. Yeah, super like super random and at the same time totally close and understandable. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, I just wanted to make a comment about what you said, that your answer wouldn't probably be as interesting for my first question to you, but actually it is very Mm -hmm. interesting, just so you know. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. You know, I feel like so many people that I talk to are like, you know, that one play inspired me or this actor, and I'm like, I feel like it was an accumulation of just what I naturally loved as well as, you know, making people happy or creating or being someone else or I don't know. It's it's more accumulation of things as opposed to that one moment that just hit and said, "Ha, I'm an actor." Right, right, and I'm I'm sure that mm-hmm. varies from actor to actor. So it's, totally, you know, that's yeah. not well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to mention is you know most little girls dream to be Cinderella one day, and you actually played Cinderella in Once Upon a Time. Was it one of your dreams growing up, and and how did it make you feel to make it come true for even just for a while? Oh my gosh! Well, I will say, growing up, I mean, Cinderella was my movie one hundred percent. I always wanted to be Gus Gus, so I used to joke on set like, "Amazing, I'm Cinderella," but like, I never thought I would ever be Cinderella. That was too far of a dream for me, I guess. So I always wanted to be Gus Mm -hmm. Gus because I loved him so much. So I mean, I would say I've. (laughs) I mean, Cinderella is a dream. I just thought it was never touchable, so I went a little under. Um, and then I did. I, I got that role. And it's, I would say there was so much pressure that I put on myself at first because there is, you know, it's it's so many girls' dreams. You see little girls walking around in those blue dresses everywhere. And I know how much it meant to me when I was younger in Disney. Like, it's so classic. But what was neat about Once Upon a Time is they put their own spin on it. So there was that pressure of going, okay, I can't ruin the classical aspect of Cinderella. And at the same time, there's this amazing freedom to create more of a human, more of a personality, more of a person. So it was super exciting and super terrifying at the same time. I can imagine. (laughs) Yes. Because every, you know, it's like a storybook. And, you know, if you don't put the cartoon to it, if you read something, everybody has their own imagination, and then you see that on screen, right. and if it doesn't match up, you are so disappointed. Right, exactly, <laughs> sure. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but there really pressure, is so many versions. Yeah, there really yeah. is so many versions of Cinderella that I don't think that you could disappoint anybody by whatever version yeah. you chose to do. And you know what? I didn't really know that there were so many versions until I had gotten to Vancouver and a couple nights before filming was just kind of trying to gather as much research that I could. And I didn't realize how many versions of there were. Like, so you're right. There's 
you you really can't go wrong. Right. Exactly. Well, let's switch it over to the dark side, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> tell us <laughs> tell us about your experience on the Lizzie Borden Chronicles. I mean, you know, it's real, but it's not real and and like how did that affect you? Oh, that was an interesting one too again because I did I did research mm-hmm. on the time period to kind of understand it a little bit more. And I always knew that, you know, like nursery rhyme, I just never knew where it came from. So learning about it was super creepy and super fascinating at the same time because media, you know, and there were no female serial killers. Like, it just, it was such a different time period. And then filming it, too, what was amazing is we got to film in Halifax, uh, Nova Scotia. So we were all up there living in these, corsets like the first day I think I almost passed out during lunch because it was just too tight and I wasn't used to it and like my character is oh my gosh actress like I got to play this actress and back in the day that was considered you know like almost um a worker for sex like it was it was not actresses in that day and age were not looked well upon so it was just interesting finding out the time period but then when we were on set like we truly were in 1890s pieces. So everything that I at least was wearing was actually from that time period. So the heaviness of the fabric, those massive hats were the only things that were made custom. And just like putting on the clothes of a different time period and then dealing with, I mean, it it was a very bloody series. There was nothing like PG about it. So there was so much involved where it wasn't scary doing it, but just kind of finding out about it and then putting yourself in a different period was super fun, super fun and really weird at the same time. Well, you have had many different roles portraying all types of characters. What has been your most challenging role and why? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would say each of them have been challenging for their own ways because I think as as an actress, I put so much pressure on myself because I want it to be as authentic as possible even if it's a cartoon like just trying to make it as authentic and real in the world that it is as possible um I would say ooh, you know what Falling Skies was an interesting one that was a show for TNT and it dealt with post-apocalyptic invasions and mm-hmm. I was a motorcycle scout so I got to, you know dirt bike ride and we had to go through training gun training all this kind of stuff and it was the first time I had given, I had been given the responsibility of a role where I didn't audition as the character in where they made her go in the story. So I was originally this motorcycle scout that then gets taken hostage and then actually becomes an evil alien overlord. So for me, there was that thing of going, wow, they've given me responsibility because they have notes on how they want it. And then I'm just supposed to show up and hopefully give them, give them what that that is. So for me, that was a really neat role because I did. I started studying sociopaths or, or different, I don't know, different villains throughout time or what that was. Or It's really hard when you, when you have a character that you don't believe in what they're doing or your morals do not meet up with the scenes that are playing. And then you have to figure out a way of going, I can't judge this person. How do I make this a reality in my mind for this character? And I would say like, characters like that are really tricky because 
you can't judge yourself. You can't judge your character. Otherwise, then you're acting. So for me, like the research that went into that and just kind of finding an alien in the voice that that was, was really, was the first challenge that I've had, like, as an actress in creating a character. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, that would have been incredibly challenging, no doubt about that. Um, uh-huh. But you pulled it off. You pulled it off. So, um, oh, thank so you. the research paid off. Now, kind of shifting gears, uh, one of yeah. my favorite character portrayals that you did was as Cash Gray in the hit series Nashville. Oh, my gosh. And I love that you played singer-songwriter because it was such a treat being able to see you perform on the show. And uh, the song, oh. If You Don't Mean Business, uh, was later released to iTunes. Do you have any plans of releasing more music in the future by chance? Thank you. I, I do. It's something where whenever I start, you know, an acting job will come and will usually take me, take me wherever that is. But I'm actually writing right now because of the Hallmark movies and Christmas. I was like, let's write a Christmas song. But um, I, do, I do write frequently, and I really hope to find the right max, mi- sorry, right mixture of, like, producers or another songwriter to put something out there. And it's such a personal thing for me, so it's kind of like I would love to put music out there, to perform live. That was such a treat on Nashville. And I, I'm hoping that soon I'll have something out in the world because I have things from when I was younger, but – I'm hoping to have more of a representation of now to go out in the world with, and that will be coming soon. I just don't have a deadline for it. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I'm so well, happy you brought up Cash Gray, because right after I talked about Falling Skies, I was like, you know what another hard one was, was Cash Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because anyone that had well, seen you on, on in the Hallmark movies, you know, for example, or in any other uh-huh. roles, and then coming and seeing you play that role where, you know, here you're taking a beloved character, Maddie, and, you know, <laughs> having such an influence on her, you know, there were fans probably going, what in the world is Cash Gray doing? But, uh, but yes, nonetheless, was it was a, a great role. You pulled it off. Thank you. That was that was a really hard role. I was so excited. I was such a fan and, like, so obsessed with, with the girls. And that was one where as your character grows, like, I was super excited to be a part of it. And just, I mean, I would get on planes and the airline stewardesses would be like, oh, my gosh, I hate you. Like, and then they'd apologize for being an ice cream or something because they realized I wasn't cash. But, I mean, people were so upset. And that was a character that was tricky to kind of navigate of going, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. You just don't like what I'm doing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Some people have a very different opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of writing, if you could yeah. write your own happily ever after Hallmark movie, what would be the storyline and who would be your co star? Oh, tricky question. Um <laughs> I you know, there have been a couple that I've been I've been throwing around the loop and even wanting to bring to Hallmark and say, you know, like let's do Let's do a raquette story like the dancer that then goes and has to save her town. And, you know, basically classic Hallmark stories. But now I realize that they're going on adventures. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't need to stick to a small town. Like, let's go to Bali. Let's do like an Indiana Jones thing. Let's do adventure. (laughs) So for me, it would be so much fun to do something, you know, like one of the more nature stories that they get to pull off. And then, oh, gosh. I don't know. You know what? I had such a great time with all of the different co-stars I've had in the Hallmark movies that I've done. 
if they picked any one of those guys again, I would be so happy. Well, speaking you of definitely Hallmark, can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, you cannot go wrong. You can't. <laughs> I have had three leading men. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> yes, no complaints there from the viewing audience. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad you agree. Yeah, so speaking of Hallmark, we are excited and anxiously awaiting your upcoming Hallmark Countdown to Christmas movie, Road to Christmas. <laughs> Can you share a little about the movie without giving too much away? Yes, I play Maggie Baker, um, a TV producer for Julia Wise, who's kind of like a Martha Stewart character. And I'm very much about bringing the show to a live perspective and making it exciting. And, of course, along the way, Julia Wise's son comes along, and he wants to stick with more traditional, be a little safe. And so we butt heads on how to produce this massive Christmas show that every year needs to get good ratings. I come up with this idea of, collecting Julia Weiss's adopted sons along the way as a surprise because her family never gets to stay together. So the whole story is kind of about, you know, um, new and traditional blending together and that not one is better, but that both of them together are a very strong team. And then also, too, the movie is so much about being with the ones that you love on holidays. It's really not how you do it. It's who you're spending it with and what you're enjoying. Ah, well, we can't wait. It's just, it can't get Yay. here quick enough. I know it's going to air November 4th. I know, I'm 4th. super excited. Like, hurry up. <laughs> Hallmark's out yeah. there. <laughs> it's their countdown to Christmas line of movies. Um, so we are anxiously waiting that. Um, now, before we wrap up, we always uh-huh. like to close with a fun little five-question lightning round. It's all okay. Christmas-related, and there are no wrong answers. So um, okay. here we go. What's your favorite Christmas tradition? Um, Popcorn. Hey, <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Just popcorn. Popcorn is perfect. <laughs> no wrong answers. Okay, your favorite Christmas song? Silent Night. Favorite Christmas movie? Ooh, A Griswold's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, A Griswold's Christmas. Now, that's not a Christmas vacation, right? That's separate. Yes. Oh, sorry. Christmas vacation. Yes, that's but what today, I was thinking. Just so you know, um, Let's see. October eighth is uh, Chevy Chase's birthday, so there you go. Oh, happy birthday, Chevy Chase! <laughs> All right, hot toddy or hot chocolate? Oh, hot chocolate. Okay, and last but not least, lights. Oh, what did you say? You cut out. Uh, white yeah. lights or colored? White lights, one hundred percent. And that concludes our five-question lightning round. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, guys. This was so much fun talking with you. Oh, this has been a blast, and we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. It's been great. Oh, thank you Definitely. so much. And I'm so Definitely. glad you guys are watching and excited, and, and thanks, for, thanks for asking awesome questions. Oh, sure. Thank you, and, and we'd love to have you back anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy holidays early to your family and you. (laughs) Yes, you too. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye, you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hi, this is Jessie Sher. You're listening to Pam and Don. Yes, you are, and we want to say thank you again to Jesse Jesse Schramm 
for taking the time to speak with us. We are so looking forward to seeing your Hallmark movie, Road to Christmas, and we hope very soon to hear some new music from you. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly. So moving on to our next movie on Hallmark Channel, we have Marrying Father Christmas, or Merry Father Christmas, which is it's Sunday, actually, November um, Marrying, uh, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a typo. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, all right, thank you. I was like, wait a minute, I thought I said that right the yeah. first time. Okay. Yeah, you well, did. it happens. You what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> Live radio, folks. <laughs> so Marrying Father Christmas will air on the Hallmark Channel Sunday, November 4th at 9 Eastern. Now you have 9 Eastern, 7 Central, so it must be 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. So it stars Aaron Krakow, Niall Matter, and Wendy Malick. When Miranda Chester, played by Aaron, sets off to find information on her biological father two Christmases ago, she never imagined her investigation would lead her to both the love of her life, Ian McCandrick, played by Niall, and the family she had always longed for, including Margaret Whitcomb, played by Wendy, and stepbrother Peter Whitcomb, played by Jim Thorburn. After her romantic engagement last Christmas, Miranda prepares for a Christmas wedding surrounded by this new family. While Miranda finalizes the details of her big day, Margaret forges a surprising romance with a friend from the past. Miranda's wedding plans are quickly complicated when a mysterious visitor, who claims to have ties to her late parents, reaches out to her, just days before her wedding. As Miranda's wedding approaches, she must decide if she wants to spend one of the most momentous days of her life with this new family connection and must carefully navigate the first steps into the next chapter of her life with Ian. And here is a promo for Marrying Father Christmas. Everything good in my life has come out of Christmas. We have our girl back for another Christmas. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Nothing is going to spoil this for us, I promise. You look absolutely breathtaking. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Aaron Quaco, Wendy Malick, and Niall Mader. Together, there's absolutely nothing we can't do. You make me fearless with love. Marrying Father Christmas. Premiering this holiday season. Part of the Miracles of Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Oh, my. This movie, you know, Hallmark has been hyping this for a little while now. And, you know, what's not to love about Aaron Krako, Niall Mater, rather, and Wendy Malick. I mean, the three of them in the two previous movies have been absolutely wonderful. The storylines have been awesome. And so I expect no less from this movie. I'm so, so looking forward to this. Well, you know, I absolutely love when they do a continuation of a movie that, you know, originally aired and that there are more sequels to it like this. So we can get, you know, more or less, you know, with the marriage, an absolute conclusion. But then again, Mm -hmm. there could be a fourth sequel to that, you know. You never know. I mean, hey, uh, (laughs) marriage and then babies. You never know what can happen from here. That's right. 
We'll <laughs> see. I guess it depends on what the fans want after seeing the movie. But we're I'm like you, I do love a series um of movies like about the same storyline that continues. Um well we have an exclusive clip up for you now with Aaron Craycow and Niall Mater behind the scenes of Marion Father Christmas. Hey everybody. Hi. I'm Niall Mater. And I'm Aaron Craco. Welcome to the set of our latest Christmas movie, Mary Mary and Father, Father Christmas. I am so excited to be back for Father Christmas number three, marrying Father Christmas this time. It's been a special project to be a part of. We're filming the wedding today. They're finally getting married, and it's perfect that they're getting married during the holidays at Christmas because that's when they met. How to go with your dress? Hmm, you'll just have to wait and see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm Wendy Malick, and I am Margaret Whitcomb. In Carlton Heath, this is the equivalent of the royal wedding. Seriously. People are out of their minds around here. The fact that these two have finally been able to get it together, they could not be happier. What do you think? Oh, you, you look absolutely breathtaking. The thing that, with Ian and this one, that kind of caught me off guard was how much trouble he has in writing his vows. When you came into my life, something changed. Things changed. What you doing there? Nothing. Okay. Now that I, I've settled into it, I'm like, okay, no, it's great that he's having a hard time because he just loves somebody so much he's not sure how to put that into words. And it has really grounded me as an actor. I'm able to... Hi. Oh, I didn't even get you at all. It's because I'm grounded as an actor. That's why. We've had a really good time creating these movies. A really good time. Like, so many good times. A lot of laughter. Last night we were laughing so hard that our cheeks hurt by the end of the night. And that's a, that's a wonderful way to spend a day. She said she wanted a little more time to herself. But it's almost time. I think we can give her another minute. I'm so glad that people have loved getting to know this couple as much as they have. It's a great joy and a very fun celebration of love. I love you with all my heart and I always will. I now pronounce you husband and wife. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for joining us on set, everyone. Whoa, whoa, that was a new friend. Thanks. We know you're going to love marrying Father Christmas this holiday season on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Ah, sure to be another wedding of the year on Hallmark Channel for sure. Yes, most definitely. And um, as I said, Hallmark, if you're listening, we would appreciate another sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving right along from that, we're going to kind of break from our movie reviews for a moment. And right now we're going to be bringing you an exclusive interview that we had with Terrell Rothery recently, and it was such a joy speaking with her. Um, you're going to enjoy the interview as much as Pam and I. We had a blast. Um, it, Terrell is one of the finest people you'll ever meet, and we are just so honored. I, I still can't believe we had the chance to speak with her. It was just amazing. You and me both. Um, you know, we've spoken to a lot of great actors and actresses and directors and everybody, but when it comes to Terrell, I mean, we've seen her in so many things that, you know, you almost feel like you know her, but then when you chat yeah. with her, you find out some new things. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and air this for you now, and here is our wonderful interview with the lovely and talented Terrell Rothery. I as well wanted to thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule and calling to speak with us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. So what advice were you given when you first started acting that you have used throughout your career? What advice? Oh, I think the biggest one would be you better grow a thick skin because you're going to find that it's true. Nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be no. You know, get used to rejection, Mm -hmm. and then once in a while you, you get lucky and that part is right for you. So. Yeah, and not to take anything personally because it's it sometimes has nothing to do with you. It's yeah, unfortunately we're looking for a woman who's, you know, 5'8 or we're looking for, you know what I mean? It's it depends on right. what you're looking for and and not to get to lock don't get locked into that and just know that your work, trust your work and yeah, that, that's basically it. It's the whole thick skin thing. I'm still working on it, girls. Uh, I was just going to ask you how long did it take you, but <laughs> it's, it's a work in progress. Question. How's that? It's a work yeah. in progress. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yeah. with the wealth of television series and movies you've been in already, um, I can see you writing your own series or movie. And just wondered, have you ever thought of writing? Actually, I have. And uh, it's it's always been something I've looked at because I'm just in awe, and I'll say that to all of the writers, I am in awe of what how they can put paper to pen or you know pen to paper, and it's such a joy to be able to breathe life into whatever it is that they've created for us to play. I love being part of the storytelling mm-hmm. process, and I thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I could actually do that myself? And I I have not attempted it yet. But what's interesting is I have already purchased different books on screenplay writing and all that sort of thing and have different things, different ideas that I'm I'm sort of thinking about and and we'll just go from there. And of course it's finding the time too, you know. Exactly. But it can be done. Yeah. It can be done and I just have to mind over matter and just sit down and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, speaking of acting and and your career, you have many roles to your credit that you, having portrayed numerous characters throughout your career, and what is one thing you strive to bring to each and every role, and what has been your most challenging role? I would say um, to be authentic, to to really sit in the skin of that character and bring her to life. And just making sure I'm doing the best that I can with what the writer has given. And also having, you know, that freedom to add. That's what makes it so individual. If It, it doesn't matter who plays the role. You're always going to get, even though it's one of my great heroes is Meryl Streep, you still know there's a little bit of Meryl in there because she brings that to that that role, right? She has mm-hmm. it's still in her. It's a bit of her, and then she expands on it. So it's just making sure I do that to keep being true to the word and being honest on screen and telling the story the way it's supposed to be told. Yeah, and, and when we see you on screen, that is, you are so true to form in that because um, you bring so much to every role you play. And but it's amazing because there's still that little piece of Terrell in there that you just bring forth. That you know it, it shows that you own the role, 
and you do a phenomenal oh. job. So, well, uh, thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. I, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, and, as far you as know, the most challenging that you role, do. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. There was a second part. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I was trying to think what was what one was the most what was the most challenging. Oh my gosh, I don't I don't know. They all have their own challenges in their own ways. Um, I think there was a movie I did. Oh my gosh, what was the title of it now? I think it was called Video Voyeur, based on a, a true story. And Anytime you're portraying a real person, I think that is, to me, personally, the most challenging. You know, when you watch the greats mm-hmm. portray, you know, Churchill or Kennedy or any, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? When I look at yeah. them, I'm always in awe because they, and when the beauty and the magic of prosthetics, and it's true, you truly believe that is who they are. And that research is so intense because you, again, you want to do justice to the person that you're playing. So I would say that would be the most challenging. I uh, I can truly understand that. I mean, I've watched a lot of those movies that have been based on true stories, and I think what even makes it harder for the actors is if it's a dark role. You oh, know, my God. How you, you a, me, yeah. a, a serial killer or something, you know, it's just like, Ooh, you got to bring that home with you, or you know, that's a good question too. Is do you bring that home with you, or do you leave that stuff at the movie sets? You know, when for me, when I was younger, starting out, there was a lot of times I would bring it home, and I wasn't even aware I was bringing it home. I was doing a play of all things, <clears throat> excuse me, Shakespeare, Titus Andronicus, and I was playing the lead. And it's probably oh my gosh, all of his stuff is you know on the darker side. Um, mm-hmm. But this was it was pretty, a pretty dark play, and I would come home and I'd be just so down and miserable, and I just just felt not right. And I thought, what is going on? And it's because I had to put my myself in that place, you know, night after night, and sometimes two shows a week, and it was hard. And I, you know, I thought, okay, I've got a way, find a way to work around it. And it's it is challenging. I was thinking actually when we were chatting about this and. Um, portraying different things and what is personal to me is playing roles where there is loss um, and to do Mm -hmm. with children, anything like that. That is is a hard one. And um, there was another one. I did the Amber story, Amber Alert, and it was uh, how the Amber Alert came to be. And I remember the terror, like with my daughter being abducted and just taking that on at that time I didn't have a child and I'll tell you things have changed immensely since I had my daughter but even then I was mm-hmm. so affected so affected by this and in the story the movie I I was blessed with the fact that I find my daughter alive and well and sadly the other the lead part of the the story um didn't and that's how that all came to be the amber alert so that was a that was a hard one and even now just to watch things when there are mm-hmm. children involved, I I just it's like I can't let it go. It bothers me so much, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I just come home and I grab her and I just hug her and I say, oh, I uh love you. Mom, what is wrong? I said, oh, nothing. Any movie that is realistic that you know can or has happened in real life, I have to steer clear of because it does affect me mentally and will stay with me for days. And um, so it is is definitely hard to to get past. Um, Yeah. You know. Well, to gears a little bit, Hallmark fans – had the distinct privilege of seeing you on this season's Chesapeake Shores, and it was also a rare treat to see you and three of your esteemed colleagues sharing some of the same scenes together. And one of the things that's always amazed me about Hallmark is they seem to have cornered the market on bringing in legendary actors to appear in their movies and series. And do you attribute this to the mass appeal of fans and the enormous success Hallmark continues to have? I do. I do, and I and the stories that they bring. I just, I I was a Hallmark girl before I even became a Hallmark girl. I was, <laughs> you know, I was one of those ones you'd find me in in the aisle at the Hallmark stores sobbing away with some card, and I I I love the happy endings. I absolutely love 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 everything about it, and I just I just am so. I am just so grateful to be a part of the Hallmark family because it is it is magical. Like every script is just it's magical. It's just you get to transport to another place and you know, and the scenery, oh my goodness, the locations that they, they find. I mean for three years we three seasons we did Cedar Cove in such beauty and I thought, Oh my gosh, how are they ever gonna top this beauty? And then you go over and shoot Chesapeake Shores and I'm like, Wow, look at this. Like it's just Magical, that's the word that comes to mind all the time, is magical. It was beautiful. And great casts, and they always seem to find great crews, you know, where it's very family. You, ever, you're, you're, you feel like a family, and you feel protected, okay. and, and everybody likes to have fun, and everybody wants to do their best, and it's a really it's a happy place to be. Yeah, it sure is, and uh, it is a great escape from reality a lot of times. Um, oh, my gosh, you, you turn on the news, right? You turn on the news, and it's like, like okay, <laughs> it's like, click, 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 let's go back to Hallmark. Yeah. I know, right, like, yep. okay, we've had enough of this. Here, here we go, yeah. Hallmark, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, it's true. Well, I know Don and I have spoken about that a lot. Um, you know, she's the type of person that won't watch true stories or watch the news or um, things like that that are going on in the real world. And I do, and she's like, I don't know how you can do that. But I don't know. I just like to watch everything. And then once I watch the reality stuff, then I go into, you know, the Hallmark movies and the series to escape what I just watched. But it's something (laughs) that I have to do. It's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. It works. (laughs) Well, is there any, is there a type of role or a genre of movies or something that you'd like to play that you haven't yet? Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've 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 played a lot of really fun and great roles. I I I do tend to love the comedies. I have to say that I love the comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's there's so many out there. I'm not I'm not done yet, and um, I would be yeah thrilled to to do any 
any any role. I'm trying to think. That was a good question because I've never really thought about that. <laughs> For the longest time, people would say to me because I was doing a lot of sci-fi, and they would say, "What do you? What would you like to do?" And I'd always say, "Oh, I'd love to do some comedy. I'd love to do some comedy." And I'm, you know, it's romantic comedy, so I'm so grateful for that. And I love sci-fi. I love all of that stuff. Um, hmm. Let's see. How about a detective? I wouldn't mind doing that. That would be fun. To go get the bad guys. I'd love to do one of those. Yeah, there we go. Hallmark, come on. Give Robbie a a murder mystery. Murder mystery for Carol. (laughs) You would be great in that. (laughs) You doing that, you know? (laughs) So, Hallmark, if you're listening... That's next up for Terrell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, what has been the funniest or most memorable thing a fan has ever said to you when you've met them in person? Um, what have they said? Well, I remember being on stage doing a convention um, in the sci-fi world, the sci-fi genre, there's lots of various conventions and you travel about and you have the honor of meeting the fans in person and signing autographs and doing all of that. And I don't know why this person said, excuse me, Miss Rothery, do you like broccoli? <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> what the heck is broccoli? I said, well, yeah, yes, as a matter of fact, I like broccoli. I like it steamed. I like it boiled, fried. What? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Do, do we need to expand on it? No, that was my only question. I went, oh, okay. Yeah, next, please. Yeah. And the fans still eat broccoli to this day. Yeah, it's so funny. Gosh, yeah, exactly. Was, they show up. There's no flowers. They bring me, bro- you know, bunches of broccoli. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That's hilarious. Well, um, we know that very, very soon um, Countdown to Christmas is going to start on Hallmark Channel, and we are so excited to see you on screen in Road to Christmas, and uh, it's coming out on November 4th, and the early sneak peek of the film looks to be an incredibly endearing story. What about this movie appealed to you the most when you read through the script for the first time? Oh, gosh. Uh, How about everything? I read the script. Yeah, seriously. It was like one of those ones I just picked up and went, ah, I have, yeah, this is amazing. I just fell in love with it from beginning to end. It made me laugh. It made me cry. And I just knew that I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The writer is absolutely brilliant. And um, I would work on anything that he wrote again. It was just, oh, my gosh, it was just so much fun. It was just so much fun, and there's a lot of emotion in that. I was very, very attached to this role and and to the boys. I have um, three adopted boys in the show, and I'm a single mom, uh, widow, and uh, I guess it's a widower, isn't it? For a no, it's a widow for a woman. Yeah, widower for a man. And um, I just love these boys to bits, and to finally have them all in one room for this particular Christmas just meant everything. And I just, there was just so much to work off of. And working with Chad and, and with Jesse was just a treat. It was one of those things, you know you've got a really good thing when you walk in, you meet the director for the first time, you meet your castmates, and you're going to do a read-through of the script. And 
you're reading, you know, around a table and everything gels. Like everybody's timing was like bang on top of each other. Everybody's sort of take on on the on the script was the same. The the timing, the humor, the beats, it was all there and you kind of felt like you knew these people already for a long time. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what this was like. That's what this was like. I just loved being a part of it. And and that, you know, just the little bit of preview that Pam and I saw, it really comes off and comes across that way on screen. So I think it's one of the things I'm looking forward to most about this movie, um, just because it's, it, it looks a little different than some of the movies that you see on Hallmark. It's got a great happy ending, undoubtedly. But the story of mm-hmm. that just seemed to be a little bit deeper and more, I don't know, kind of tugging at your heartstrings just a little bit more. Um, big time. Yeah, yeah. big time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you know the premise? Do you know the storyline? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's and just, I didn't know if you could give that away or not, but uh, but it looks uh, well, to be be, wonderful story. Yeah. Basically, it's it's uh, in a nutshell. The storyline is that Ma- Maggie Baker, who works for me, is a television producer, and she ends up meeting and sort of. Well, I won't give away too much, but does she or doesn't she like Danny Wise, who happens to be my eldest son? He also produced the um, my Christmas special a couple of years before, uh, which was called the Julia Wise Lifestyle. Um, so she goes about it trying to. She just she loves Julia. Julia and Maggie get along great. There's a lot a lot of respect there, and this woman Maggie works so hard for the the for, sorry that was my daughter coming in, and she has this plan to make Julia's Christmas to reunite Danny and the boys, the other two boys, um, during a live broadcast in Vermont, and then of course it's all the. Trials and tribulations of how and if she even gets that thing done. So I won't say much more than that, except it's worth it. Like the journey is just, oh, it's magical. I love it. We've got one more question. This is a five-question lightning round. It's all Christmas, um, and it's pretty generic, but it's a lot of fun. And um, so what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Oh, gosh. I think for for me, in when I was growing up, my favorite Christ, Christmas tradition was we'd all sit around. Christmas Eve was like where everybody was always together. We'd always go and be together, and we had a ritual where my my aunt would make her homemade Baileys, and we would have. I I didn't really like it, but my grandmother loved it. Anything sweet and chocolatey and creamy she loved so we they would have the the baileys and we would have a big sort of potluck kind of dinner like just really something simple and then we all got to open one present on christmas eve so that was something i i mean i loved christmas of course because you know santa's paid a visit so i was excited to see what santa had to bring but there was just something about that christmas eve it was like a nice build-up because you knew We'd all laugh. All the kids would get together and we'd play, and then it was time for bed, and then it was so exciting because you knew Santa was going to be here the next morning. So that's a big one, and I, I do that with my daughter. We don't do the Bailey's thing, but yeah. we, um, yeah. we have we have that thing where we'll you know watch Christmas movies together, and and we just have a a fun time, you know. And and then she gets to pick one present, and then she opens that up on Christmas Eve, and yeah, it's a nice little build up for Santa the next day. 
So that's, that would be my favorite tradition. I love that. That was always my favorite. And then sometimes my uncle, who has a wacky sense of humor, no wonder I'm the way I am, um, <laughs> he would do, he and his wife would do up all these things where they would look at different things that a person did throughout the year, the past year, right? And they'd be, they'd be little gag gifts. And uh, one year, I was, it was a very unfortunate year for me, ladies. It was very unfortunate in that somehow I managed to get in three little minor fender benders. Um, and it, usually when I was merging, um, so and this I'm going back. Okay, I'm going back. There's been many, many years where I've been fine. But merging seemed to be a, tr- a little bit of a problem in my earlier driving days. And so my gag gift was a little hard helmet with a light on it that spun around like a police red light. And, and on it they had put the name Merging Martha. Oh, my God. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> And they were all handmade. Like, they would literally, I think all year round, they'd wait to see what family member was doing what. And they couldn't wait to make something up to, to give them for their, so that's what we, we haven't done that in a while. I think we're going to have to start it again. But, well, yeah, like yeah. it was so much fun, yeah. <laughs> all right, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, gosh, so many. But Silent Night is the one that just kills me, Um, especially with... uh. Oh my gosh! Now I've lost her. My favorites, one of my favorites. Oh my gosh! I'll have to think about it. I'll get back to you at the end of the the interview. But Silent Night, Mahalia Jackson. Oh yeah, oh, Mahalia yeah. Jackson version of Silent Night, and it doesn't matter what rendition. I can be, you know, Christmas shopping and going up an escalator, and the Christmas music is playing in the background. If Silent Night comes on, God help you if you're standing beside me on the elevator because I just start <laughs> crying, can't stop. <laughs> but I would have to say Silent Night. I just, but all of them. I mean, but that's definitely in the Christmas song. And the drummer boy, I could just mm-hmm. keep listing them off. I love them. Oh yeah, so many good yeah. ones. Too many to name. Um, yeah. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, um, I, again, it would have to be a couple of them for sure. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And like I'm going back to what I would watch all the time when I was growing up. It's a Wonderful Life, and I still watch it. And White Christmas because I grew mm. up from a dance background, musical theater background, so. That was just my favorite with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. And, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Um, so those two definitely are my favorites. But you also can't have Christmas without Scrooge. Yeah. got to watch Scrooge, you know what I mean? <laughs> and now, nowadays I've got, you know, my 10-year-old where she'll watch it even in the summer. We have to watch um, The Grinch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every year. Oh, numerous yeah. times The Grinch is on for us, yes. Mhm. Yeah, All right. Bunch. Next question: Hot toddy or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. Oh yeah. And last but not least, white lights or colored lights? White lights. I like white around the house, but my tree has colored lights. I sort of go back and forth. One year it'll be all white, and then sometimes it's colored. There's something to be said about the colored because that goes back to. Again, growing up, right? No, we everybody has mm-hmm. the colored lights. So there's something about the traditional red and green, but then there's something about the beauty of the simplicity of the white. So yeah, it depends on my mood. Whatever is happening that particular mm-hmm. Christmas when I'm setting up the tree. Oh yeah. Well, 
Thank you. That completes our five question lightning round. <laughs> Thank you wow. for playing that. Yeah, and um, thank you. <laughs> and we also that wasn't very thank- lightning, though, was it? I was like taking my time with it. You it's guys. okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> there are no wrong answers, and there's no time limit, so okay. you know on that. Okay. So you know, it's, it's a it's an impromptu five question lightning round, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, Carol, thank you so very much for being our special guest today. We are we've just been so excited to talk with you and and chat with you about. Um, your upcoming Hallmark movie, Road to Christmas, which airs November 4th on Hallmark Channel. So we are, uh, it's not going to be long now, so we are excited to see you in that and everything else. Well, that thank you. Because it's part of the, of the Christmas countdown, so you don't want to miss out on any right. of them. They, you've, you've got your <laughs> in for an amazing um, um, Christmas. You're going to get your Christmas fill of Hallmark, that's for sure, with some great, great casts and great scripts, for sure. Great stories. I think they've. They've Definitely. absolutely outdone themselves this year, for sure. Oh, yeah. I love it. I can't yeah. wait. If it's, they're yeah. doing it this year, can you imagine what we're going to get next year? I oh, love I it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It, you can only you know, go up from here, right? So, uh, But, yeah, but thank you again. We are, we're just so appreciative of your time and, uh, and taking the time to speak with us. It has been a real pleasure. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure. Anytime, you two, I would, I would love to chat with you again, anytime. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. We we would love to have you back anytime as well. Hi, this is Terrell Rothery, and you're listening to Pam and Don. Uh, yes, you are, and we are back. And many, many, many thanks to Terrell Rothery for her time, and it was such a delight to speak with her. So much fun. Um, Pam, I felt like, the whole time we were chatting with her, that we were sitting, you know, having coffee and just talking as friends. Did you get that impression too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, she's very laid back and very human like the rest of us, you know. So, yeah. Um, you know, it was very easy to speak with her, and I just adore her. Yeah, me too. And such a funny, funny lady. I, you know, as as you could tell, I mean, listeners could tell, we were laughing throughout, and and she was, I mean, she is just amazing as a person. And again, with as busy schedule as she has right now, with all the filming she's doing all over the place, um, it was an honor to speak with her. So uh, again, we we thank you, Terrell. Um, well, we're going to move right along into our next movie, and uh, we've covered all of the Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, uh, movies that are coming up in the coming week. And now we're going to move to Up TV. They have their first movie that will be premiering for this holiday season. It's called The Christmas Switch, and it premieres Sunday, November 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. It stars Jackie Seaton, Ashley Wood, and Anna Gregory. And it um, the story goes, Christmas works its magic in this body-switching holiday tale about two very different moms who find that help uh, is where you least expect it and most need it. When struggling singer Audrey and wealthy records executive Julia collide at the mall, they wake up in each other's lives the next morning. Audrey finds that though Julia's life is full of luxury, she's missing the chance to connect with her family in any real way, way that Julia finds that though she gets plenty of family time, Audrey can't say no to anyone, giving her no time for herself. As Christmas looms closer, the two women rush to figure out how to both help each other and switch back before they miss Christmas morning with their own families. Um, so this plot, Pam, 
is very reminiscent of uh, what's the maybe Freaky Friday with the Christmas twist. Exactly. Maybe? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, I think it's going to be a cute movie um, to see this done up Christmas style. Um, but that's the first thing that popped in my head when I, you know, when I was kind of going through the preview for it. It, um, it made me that was, I thought, oh, okay, I see where this is headed. But I think it's going to be a great movie nonetheless. Yeah, and you know, there's been a couple of different types of movies like Freaky Friday, where they switch, and there's another one, and I can't think of it, but it was too two brothers I want to say that's or no 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 it was a brother and a father and I can see his face the guy from friends that played Chandler I want to say he was the yeah. one in the movie I can't do think you remember of what that either I remember it but I can't put I can't place it um so yeah but uh yeah that I think it's gonna be a cute movie and that is the first movie that Up TV is premiering is an original movie for this holiday season. Again, it's the Christmas Switch, and it airs Sunday, November 4th at 7 p.m. East, 6 Central. At Up TV, nobody celebrates Christmas like we do. It's Christmas. Our holiday movie premieres, and your favorite show uplifts you all season long. Try our peppermint cornbread. Sounds gross, but freshens your breath. It's my favorite time of the year. Gilmore the Merrier returns. Hosted by Scott Patterson. It's no big deal. Beginning Thursday, November 1st. Merry Christmas! Watch together on Up TV for the most uplifting Christmas ever. Oh my gosh. Uh, Next movie I am super excited for as well. And this is a theater release. And that would be The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. And it's in the theaters November 2nd. It stars Kira Knightley, Morgan Freeman. Hello, God. <laughs> Sorry, got to <laughs> throw that in there. <laughs> Helen Mirren and Mackenzie Foy. And the story goes, All Clara, played by Mackenzie Foy, wants is a key a one-of-a-kind key that will unlock a box that holds a priceless gift, a golden thread presented to her at Godfather Drosselmeyer's, that's a mouthful, <laughs> played by Morgan Freeman, <laughs> annual holiday party leads her to the coveted key, which promptly disappears into a strange and mysterious parallel world. It's there that Clara encounters a soldier named Philip, played by Jaden Fawara Knight, and I hope I said that name correctly as well, a gang of mice and the regents who preside over three realms, land of snowflakes, land of flowers, and land of sweets. Clara and Philip must brave the ominous fourth realm, home to the tyrant mother Ginger, played by Helen Mirren, to retrieve Clara's key and hopefully return harmony to the unstable world starring Kira Knightley as the Sugar Plum Fairy Disney's new holiday feature film The Nutcracker in the Four Realms is directed by help me with this Dawn is it Lass Lassie um, I do not know La- I'm just going to say Lass let's just keep it one sil- syllable <laughs> Okay, just if you're in wondering, it's L-A-S-S-E, Halstrom, 
and Joe Johnston and inspired by E.T.A. Hoffman's classic tale. And now for the trailer. Merry Christmas, Clara. Godfather. Your gift this year will be something you'll never forget. Most people don't realize there are troubled realms within our world. And you hold the key to their secrets. Remember, Clara, nothing is as it seems. Where am I? You're in the Four Realms, Princess Clara. Princess? At your service, Your Majesty. Maybe I have been spending too much time in the attic. Welcome to our world. The land of snowflakes. The land of flowers. And the land of sweets. But in the Fourth Realm, this is where our troubles began. Mother Ginger started this war. Don't you know it's dangerous here? you'll be the one to finish it. It's time to save the kingdom. It's just the laws of physics. Do those laws always work? Or as I know. Ready. Go! Gathering her forces. You're the only one who can stop her. I've been expecting you. <laughs> it's time. Ooh, is it Friday, November 2nd yet? I'm telling you what, I, that oh, is going to be an <laughs> movie and and i have to say admittedly um i have never been a huge huge fan of the nutcracker i've i've just never been you know ballet oriented and and traditional nutcracker ballets that you would go see um i've just never had that much of an interest but this movie is a game changer um i think going to see it will make me want to go see the nutcracker ballet um you know, moving forward, but oh my gosh, what a stellar cast they have in this movie. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I I need to see this movie. And I'm like you, I've never been to the Nutcracker Ballet, and I know that, you know, families make that part of their tradition for the holidays is to see that, mm-hmm. but I've never seen it. Um, but yeah, I think that might turn me around. I think so too. Uh, you and I are on the same page with that. But um, this movie will be a box office hit during the holidays. I, I really see that. I mean, um, you can't go wrong with this cast. And Morgan Freeman, when I saw he was going to be in it, and every time you think of Morgan Freeman, you always hear that iconic voice. So I knew what he lent, he would lend to it. And then seeing the trailer, it was like, oh my gosh, yes, he is perfect for that role. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out on screen, as only um, you know Disney can bring it to you. So uh, we look forward to that for sure. Definitely. Hi, this is Terrell Rothery, and you're listening to Pam and Don. Well, up for you now. We have got a review 
of the first Netflix movie that is going to be um, releasing on Friday, November 2nd, and it's called The Holiday Calendar, and it stars Cat Graham, Quincy Brown, and Ethan Peck. And the story goes, in The Holiday Calendar, a photographer inherits an antique advent calendar, which predicts the future. Will this magical calendar lead her to love this holiday season? Netflix asks, here's betting. The answer is yes. So this, I think, is going to be a really cute movie. Um, I'm really excited about um, not only this movie that Netflix is putting out this year, but they've got several new offerings for the holiday season. Um, and I'm really excited to see them getting in the um, the Christmas movie game. <laughs> so so am I. And, and I say if, if, if there's a sequel to this movie, I think they need an advent calendar with cheese. <laughs> Uh, there you go. I mean, you know, uh, they probably filmed this before it was made known that there was going to be an advent calendar with cheese. But, um, right. but nonetheless, uh, um, that could be, yes, I think that's a great idea for next year, the sequel or, you know, um, the holiday calendar mm-hmm. to advent cheese style. Um, so anyway, we'll start pitching that to Netflix in the very short um, time to come. Um, well, in the essence of time, we're going to move on and... Uh, this week, as every week, we try to find online on Twitter three of our favorite tweets from the week from your favorite Hallmark Channel stars, and uh, it's called Trolling for Tweets. And uh, and we look high and low for what we think are the best of the best from the week. And so this th- the three tweets this week come from Lori Laughlin, Danica McKellar, and Brittany Bristow. And Lori put out a tweet uh, recently. It's 7.30 p.m., and I'm already in my PJs, ready to go to sleep. Can anyone relate? Hashtag long work week. Um, Have you ever had your PJs on at 7.30, p.m.? Well, I don't know if I would necessarily say I have my PJs on at 7.30, but, you know, the shoes come off and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, unti- you untighten things <laughs> yeah, so you can yeah, relax. <laughs> yeah, you put on your lounging clothes. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, right. Maybe not necessarily PJs, but, you know, some people do, and especially if, if you've worked hard all day and you come in and you just want to get out of those dress clothes, work clothes, and uh, and just get comfortable, you know. And then sometimes you're so exhausted that heading to bed by 730 is a dream and for these actors in particular you know that has mm-hmm. to be a welcome a welcome thing because they don't do that very often with the schedules that they keep so but I thought I thought that was pretty interesting because it showed you know um Lori's humanness you know that she, yes she she likes to do that too <laughs> but if you are not right. currently following Lori you can find her on Twitter at Lori Laughlin and that's L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N Lori Laughlin also from Danica McKellar over the past week, she posted a little behind-the-scenes sneak peek, the making of a movie poster. Next, they'll add it, a Christmas background and fix things like my safety pins from my sweater. Ha! See me, Brendan Elliott, and real Dan Loria in Christmas at Grand Valley, Wednesday, November 21st at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central on Hallmark Channel. And she she had posted this on Instagram, I think, initially. And um, what it is, it was a behind-the-scenes shot of them, um, you know, being photographed for the movie poster for the Christmas at Grand Valley, uh, you know, 
Hallmark poster. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. But it was so funny how she posted, you know, they'll have to fix things with my safety pins from my sweater, you know, to kind of hide that and all. And these are like little behind-the-scenes details that you don't get anywhere else unless you're following these folks on Twitter. Um, but you can find her at Danica McKellar on Twitter. And last, our, our last tweet comes from Brittany Bristow. Now, she has starred in a ton of Hallmark movies, especially in the last couple of years, um, most recently over the summer uh, where she starred in Love on Safari with um, Lacey Chabert. And she tweeted this. She said, getting more and more pale here in Bucharest, my flight to Iceland was booked today. So don't count on this girl getting a tan. From one film to the next, someone pinched me. I'm dreaming. And then she has from hashtag Christmas at the Palace to Christmas, I mean, to hashtag Shadowtown. And uh, and I was thinking to myself, wow, what a worldly traveler. I mean, they filmed Love on Safari on location in South Africa. She is in Bucharest, I guess, filming Shadowtown and was in Iceland filming Christmas at the Palace. So, you know, suffice it to say, to be a Hallmark actor or actress and you get to travel the world the way these folks do, oh, they live such charm lives. <laughs> Vicariously, I want to live through them, you know. I guess I do when I watch the movies. But, wow, that was pretty amazing tweet. Um, and you can also find her on Twitter at Britto, and it's B-R-I-S-T-O-W. And those are our trolling for tweets for this week. Um now, we've got one thing to mention uh, that's new and noteworthy, and that is you may have seen Candace Cameron Bure has a brand-new book out just in time for holiday gift-giving, and it is a children's book. It's called Candace Center Stage, and it's um, it, it comes from her, New York Times. She's also a New York Times best-selling author, not to mention an awesome actress, and she's also starred the hits. TV series Full House and Fuller House, and the story um, is about a little girl who loves to dance, but when her mother signs her up for ballet lessons, Candace quickly realizes she's no ballerina. As she moves and grooves across the floor, she topples all the ballerinas in her path. Her teacher, Miss Grace, tries to teach her proper ballet positions, but Candace is more interested in shakes and shimmies than in plies and uh, pas de berets. I hope I didn't butcher that on show night candace's tutu is tailored and her bun is beautiful but her tummy is a rumbly mess when disaster strikes on stage candace steps up and saves the day by doing what she does best being candace this adorable book sparkles and shines with a cover that includes embossing and glitter and um and so for all the little girls that are dancers out there this would be an excellent book for a great Christmas gift. And we will have this up on our website, um, Christmas Movie Spotlight. And uh, we have an Actors Products page, and you can go and check that out. And um, and we'll add keep adding to that as we learn, you know, who has what coming out. But uh, that's brand new from Candace. She's on a book tour right now, too. Um, so that is going to wrap it up for New and Noteworthy for this week. And um, so did you have anything to add to that, Pam? <laughs> Well, I think it sounds adorable. I mean, I don't think this is just for children. I would love to read this. Uh, When I was younger, I was in tap and ballet and baton and modern dance and all that stuff. So um, I was not a Candace. (laughs) I did not topple over all the other ballerinas in her path. But (laughs) I have seen 
others that could be kind of a Candace. So let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think we've all had a, a few Candaces in our life. Um, and I was never a dancer growing up, so I probably would have been the one that would have toppled over everyone, including myself. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, um, before we wrap up our show, we got a couple of announcements we want to share with you. Um, we, as you know, um, last week we brought um, for our premiere show, we had a wonderful interview with Ruth Hill, who um, she is the founder of the My Devotional Thoughts blog. She's also a freelance writer, and she is the go-to person on all things Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And she has you know, interviewed so many of the actors and, and had the chance to travel to a lot of the reunion events that Hallmark has. And uh, so we have her interview on demand. We also had an awesome interview from Carrie McNeil, who is the founder of I've Seen It on Hallmark blog, where she goes out on location and visits all of the different um, places that you see in the Hallmark movies. And so we have both of those interviews up on demand and over on Block Talk Radio at Take Two, and Pam can tell you more about it than I can. Um, but it is a wonderful place anytime you want to access um, those interviews or any of our shows. That is the go-to place for it, as well as a variety of other places online that uh, the show is at. And um, also... Uh, you want to go over to our website and you want to check it regularly because we're always changing the content, updating, and trying to keep you as informed as we get information. And we have got a shop page over there that we are so excited about. We are adding to it um, as we go, but we have books, we have movies, we've got everything linked um, to all your favorite Hallmark movies, books, and um, movies from your other favorite channels, you know, Lifetime, Netflix, you name it, that are available for sale or to view online. So get on over there, check it out, christmasmoviespotlight.com. Just click on the, sh the shop tab page and uh, you'll be redirected there. And that is all I have. Do you have anything you want to add? <laughs> No, um, <laughs> Take Two Radio is with the number two, and it's on blogtalkradio.com. If you just search for Take Two Radio, it'll come up, or you can put in blogtalkradio.com slash Take Two Radio Network, and it'll come up with all the different shows and interviews that we've done. Mm-hmm, and, and uh, we are just so excited about this season of our show, in case you haven't noticed. Um, we've got some great <laughs> things planned and some great guests lined up, and you don't want to miss a second. Um, and we're here every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, and uh, we hope that you will come back and join us again and again. And, hey, if you like us and you like the show, please tell everyone you know about it and uh, follow us on social media. We're going to give out those links in just a few moments. Um, and share share our page, share our site, and uh, let folks know about us. We'd love um, to have everybody come and join us each and every week. We're so glad to have you here. Well, Pam, I guess that does it for another week. That's a wrap, huh? Yep, that's a wrap. I want to thank everybody for listening. And, again, a big shout-out to Hallmark, who gives us the opportunity to play their their special previews of the movies as well as their on-location um, little videos that John that John that Dawn captures, so we can play them for you. <laughs> Where did yes. that come from, John? <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? If my grandma would say somebody named John must be talking about you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
nonetheless, we are we're so um, you know we're so appreciative to Hallmark for all that they do um, to pull the fans together and create such a wonderful network. Crown Media is just they've done an outstanding job with everything across the board between their movies, their publishing company, you name it, and uh, they appeal to listeners from all walks of life. So we are just so happy to have a small part of that and to be bringing this to you. And we are very excited um, for what's to come. So you definitely want to stay tuned because we've got bigger and better things to reveal as time goes on. And we'll talk a little bit about that as the season gets towards the end. But um, for now, we are going to sign off. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you back here next week, same time, same place. And Pam, thank you again. It has been an honor being on air with you again this week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When do I get my award? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to make it. <laughs> I want to make this perfectly clear. This is a joke between us, and I am honored to work. I am honored to work with Dawn and to be her friend. Oh, you're so sweet, and I didn't even pay her to say that, guys. Isn't that great? (laughs) Anyway, well, we're going to say goodnight now. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us, and we will see you right back here next Pam. Good night. Hey guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M U V I E S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.